Well, hello. Thank you for tuning into the Dear Balladeer podcast. I am your host, Sadie Gustafson Zook. And today on Dear Balladeer, we have a conversation with Kyle Morgan, Brooklyn based musician, also known as Starcross Losers. We talk about moving on and the ways that that can show up in one's life. We talk about the interactions between obsessive compulsive disorder and moving on. Um, we have a real nice chat and we have plenty of moments of being of me putting Kyle on the spot. And so um, I hope you enjoy <laughs> a, an honest take on a conversation, if you will. We listen also to his song called So It Goes, which is a beautiful song about moving on. The other thing about this episode that is a bit unique is that respectively, our mics both stopped recording at some point. So um, this episode is just the Zoom audio downloaded. So if you have any problems with audio, just don't listen to this episode. Okay, cool. Without further ado, here is Dear Balladeer. Hello, Kyle. Hello, Sadie. Welcome. How are you? <laughs> I am doing well. Welcome to the Dear Balladeer podcast. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, for those of you out there listening, we got Kyle Morgan coming to us live from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I mean, uh, New York New City. York. Yeah, yeah. Good, good caveat. I'm playing a festival tonight in Brooklyn, Michigan. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, cool. There's a Brooklyn, Maine. I guess everybody has a Brooklyn. Yeah, that's how I feel about Goshen, which is where I live. Like, everywhere mm. has a Goshen. What does Goshen mean? It's like the land of Goshen. It's like a biblical land of Goshen thing. Land of Goshen. Like, um, that'd be, I that'd like mean... promised land vibes. I see. <laughs> I think places that are good for farming are called Goshen. Goshen. That's a I that's good to know if I ever need a word to rhyme with ocean. Yeah. I feel like it would be up your alley like it could really easily fit. fit. Your vibe. Yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh farming <laughs> far, farmers fair. Oh my gosh, you're wearing a farmers fair t-shirt. Yeah, this is Dillsburg, PA, where I'm from. Oh, cool. Is it backwards for you, too? No, I see it. Oh, good. What is the Farmer's Fair? Farmer's Fair is a year, is an annual fair that my town puts on. Where I think it's historically celebrating the produce of the farmers. I and mean, they still do that. They have, like, competitions for the biggest pumpkin and stuff like that. Oh. And, like, the best pie. Uh and then they, they they have a tractor parade of all these historic tractors Ooh. um you know there's animals you can pet and then there's a big parade saturday night and uh it's just all around a great time <laughs> so i highly recommend it it's usually in middle of october okay Hillsburg? dillsburg dillsburg as in the dill pickle is it named after it is not named after the dill pickle, uh, but it it's named or after the other way around. Is what I was thinking. The, oh, is the plant named after the town. Uh, no, no, I do not think we're that important. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
uh, Matthew Dill was the founder of Dillsburg. Um, and, but nevertheless, a, a dill pickle is our mascot okay. and symbol. We, uh, every New Year's Eve, we drop a, a big pickle from the, <laughs> the top of the fire uh, truck ladder into a barrel. And the, it kind of looks like Mr. Peanut. It's got legs and arms and a like hat oh, a and a cane. a person pickle. A person pickle, yes. Okay. Yes. So that's Wait, all. That's okay. our other big event. I'm Dillsburg. sorry. Let's go back for one second. Now that I know there's a person in the pickle. Oh like, no no no! Dropping not, from what? There's not a real person in the pickle. It's just the 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 pickle is made up to look like it's a a person. Okay. <laughs> not like a realistic <laughs> like person. A mascot of a pickle. And right. Then they, are, they don't. Oh drop, wow. They drop. <laughs> right. Right. No. Okay. Yeah. It's like a big fake pickle <laughs> with legs and arms. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say Mr. Peanut because you know he's a peanut with legs and arms. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, that's uh, our two big events of the year. Cool. Dillsburg. Do you go back to Dillsburg a lot? Yeah, my mom still lives there. So I do. I was just there the other week. Um, briefly because we went you we were going to the beach i was going to the beach with my family so i was there yeah <laughs> great yeah what kind of beach sorry i have so many follow-up questions oh it's pennsylvania what kind of beach oh no uh we don't have any shore line in pennsylvania sadly um i guess there are lakes uh -huh. and whatnot but we went to virginia beach um it was our first time going there and it was very nice yes Great. uh yeah <laughs> i surfed um wow is that something you know how to do no um my brother kind of does <laughs> i mean he does um but he doesn't have much of opportunity to he used to live in la and he did more there so he brought his two surfboards and um he pushed me into a wave um that are already <laughs> broken surfing. and i managed to stand up for a, maybe a second so <laughs> yeah it was pretty fun wow congratulations thank you. you gotta have a first time for everything it's true actually i had i had done that maybe 20 years ago when i was like 11 as well okay same kind of deal gotta have a second time for everything yeah 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 <laughs> yeah Okay. Well, that sounds like a really good time, hypothetically, potentially. It it was it was the first couple of days I was kind of like, I don't know. It takes a minute to adjust to, you know, it's kind of like culture shock. Um, I don't know. The just family culture. The, fa the family culture. The family culture. Uh -huh. Nothing bad. Just kind of like, where am I? For uh -huh. a couple of days, and then you're like, oh, right. I don't know. I, I don't know if everybody's like that, but no. I mean, I think like I now live across the street from my parents, so oh, yeah, I'm like now in that. I yeah. it's it's now the adjustment is like leaving that and being like, oh, oh, huh, hmm. Yes, <laughs> but I do that makes think sense. That, that is a very common experience. Yeah, yeah. 
it's you know there's a lot of kids around and uh, uh i'm i'm the youngest of my um of my siblings by a, a number of years my brother is seven years older than me he's the next oldest and i have two sisters older than that okay uh so um all that to say i have always been rather quiet in my family and so i kind of revert into this position sometimes of being like like what like you know everyone else is shouting and i'm just kind of standing there with my I'm eyes wide baby. yeah exactly <laughs> and then but now there are real babies and it's like damn it that was my job um yeah so i am also the youngest in my like set of in my immediate family and in my like set of cousins mm. and i remember one of my cousins had a kid kind of you know when i was like 11 she had a kid and mm -hmm. then i remember being really like i remember journaling furiously about like <laughs> this kid is now the baby and i like this is an identity that i know how to fill and now i'm angry because there's another one well that's very self-aware i'm impressed <laughs> the age you you came to that realization <laughs> um self-aware and also selfish <laughs> mm, yeah well but whatever that's maybe appropriate for an 11 year old yeah well or if we're all selfish <laughs> who among us is not selfish yes um, cast the first stone <laughs> so kyle can you tell me a little bit about like I have a lot of specific questions, but also for those who don't know you, like just a little short, short, little, not elevator speech, because I feel like that's too short, but like, um, I'm trying to think of a scenario in which you could give a little speech that was mm -hmm. like longer than an elevator, but like shorter than like couch, mm -hmm. um, like a little oh. grocery store recap like you run into somebody at the grocery store oh sure knows you or knew you and then you're like and they're like what are you up to these days i see okay i could have just asked you what are you up to <laughs> <laughs> okay so just imagine i'm in an aisle of a grocery store <laughs> and um what i'm up to these days well uh i have i'm working on a new album as as is everybody and um i'm going up to i'm i usually i'm sorry okay let me get started over um i'm working with my friend ryan derringer he has a studio in new paltz new york uh called welterweight sound studios and it's where i recorded my last album and so i'll be going up there with um my friends, Rachel Housley on drums and Sean Cronin on bass um, the week after this weekend to have our second kind of band session. Um, and I'm also really busy working in this country honky tonk like project with my friend Isaac Gillespie. Uh, we just had a show last night at Alphaville in Brooklyn. Um, and we started off as kind of like just a fun like country cover band playing like George Jones and the Leuven brothers and Buck Owens and stuff and doing like 
country versions of like classic rocks like david mm -hmm. bowie and radiohead and Cool. but we've slowly begun doing our own original country music i and kind of you know just rock americana ish stuff in the band uh, so that's really fun uh and it, we were just in the studio the week before last um the week before i was at the beach um at uh figure eight here in brooklyn uh recorded like 38 songs in five days we were just yeah we we're just hammering it out um so that you know hopefully next year if we can find money to mix it uh <laughs> copy that and then there's a th the third record i'm working on is with tamar corn uh i don't know if do you know tamar I don't think I do. she's a a legendary singer here in new york she she i think historically has sung mostly like early jazz trad music um and but we've been singing like again like country music a little more on the like acoustic duet side of things like and we um recently recorded an album for jalopy records that will hopefully come out next year as well Busy, busy. Okay. yeah yeah and then I, then i teach a lot teach teach kids how to to rock out and stuff so yeah it's definitely a busy life here in the big city but yeah Cool. All right. <laughs> is that am I is Sounds that a good like you're yeah. Um I guess I should have maybe been a little bit more specific. oh This is all you <laughs> this is <laughs> all useful information. Um uh but I guess maybe where this is coming from is that the song we're gonna listen to during this oh episode is called so it goes and it's by yes stir cross lovers which is not your personal name and i'm no curious what ah the what the connection you it, it is your song presumably but yes i'm wondering if that's a duo or if that was a solo project with a different name or what right what the stitch is with that yes okay uh yeah it's star cross losers um oh really yeah oh my god yeah it's okay everybody makes that mistake Okay. yeah i mean you know it makes sense uh but yeah okay so the story goes i i released my first record as kyle morgan in 2013 and the title of that record was star cross losers um and then i liked the name and i was tired of going under my name so i decided to that would be my band name even though it's it was essentially just a solo project still um but i also at the around that time moved to maine to portland maine and kind of put together a a different band so that that band was also kind of starcross losers so it had a actual you know like a band behind it too. yes um and so i released three okay now i released two records as star-crossed losers um and then i went back into the internet and changed 
the first album to be by Starcross Losers um, because I thought it'd be better to be all be one one name. But then I decided I would rather be Kyle Morgan this <laughs> last time. So all that to say is basically all the same thing, just me and I, you know, wrote the songs and made the arrangements and just had people playing with me. Yeah. Cool. So what, like, what made you want to go by your name this most recent time? Sure. Um, I think, I don't know. I feel like I, it, I kind of outgrown the, so maybe the best way to answer that is to go back to why I decided to be star-crossed losers first uh-huh. is I was kind of basically like playing live when, and you've got this whole band behind you and then you're like, hi, I'm Kyle Morgan. And these are these other people. I, I got tired of that and I wanted to create the, the uh, well, not illusion because it really is a band, but like the, I liked a little more an anonymity and an anonymity mm-hmm. in terms of like less att- even though I'm the one leading and singing, uh, it, it felt a little better to be like Starcross losers. I don't think I fooled anyone. <laughs> and so eventually I was like, okay, this it's just stopped feeling as authentic. Um, and this this the past album was very very stripped down and personal um so also full of strings and yeah i've experienced it as a very lush album oh sure yeah yeah i guess i just mean compared to like the more rock and band songs Yeah. yeah sure yeah um yeah there's definitely yeah there's definitely full arrangements um but and and in the content of it it's well not that i haven't had very personal uh, introspective songs in the past but this was this was more of a cohesive unit of uh um songs that felt like very much me like kyle morgan i suppose i didn't feel like i needed this mask or buffer to um yeah have, yeah the distance yes so yeah, that makes sense yeah and i think i just felt weird being like star-crossed losers <laughs> um because it's just me yeah that makes sense yeah um can we move into a little a few of the stock questions that i ask everybody? yes <laughs> sure thing um and we kind of maybe i'll skip a well no okay so what identities are important to you what identities are important to me well i think it 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 is um perhaps a sometimes a blessing and definitely a curse that's that i really struggle to feel like i have any identity um like as existentially like what like what am i like even I, you know, I've been playing music all my life and writing songs, but I still like, I'm like, I don't, it doesn't feel quite right to just be like, I'm a musician or everything's so limiting, you know? Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. 
I can you give me some examples? Gonna, yeah, well, I can give you some examples. Um, <laughs> I mean, like you talked about like being from Pennsylvania. You talked mm. about like being a youngest child. You talked about uh, like that. I was almost not going to ask you because we already talked right. about a lot of things like. Sure, sure. We got to the answers. Some yeah. answers within our conversation. Right. Yeah. Okay. So not necessarily things that you're like, this is who I am, but things that have shaped you yeah. or something. Yeah. But also we can. Well then. No, that's a, no, 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 no. I, I, I understand a little better. Um, so I grew up as a Christian in the church, like going to church every week, tw twice a week and really taking it seriously. And so that's a big uh, part of my, even though at like the age of 18, I went my separate ways from the church and everything. It's still a very obviously big part of my identity, I guess you could say, or, or, or just like, what made me who I am for, for better and for worse. Um, what, um, what kind of denomination was it? It was, uh, evangelical free. That's what it's called. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the countless Protestant ones, denominations, not, not like crazy fundamentalist, uh, um, but you know, believing in hell and all that goes with that. Um, so, and then I guess I should say like another major factor or part of my identity is, is like mental illness and having uh, obsessive compulsive disorder and, uh, anxiety and depression that kind of results from that, mm -hmm. um, that's been a very, uh, very difficult since I was like a teenager. I mean, like thirteen years old, and I, I'm doing way better now. Um, but yeah, that's been a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Yes, those of are some identity things. Yes, identity. <laughs> um. Do you have an example of creative expression from your youth that you still think about today? Well, it's funny. What immediately came to mind was uh, my 10th grade talent show, um, which might have been one of my first like performances as a like rock band. Cause I, uh, and we covered Paranoid Android by Radiohead and, and we did one of my songs and it was, and we, and it was just like the greatest thing ever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's what just immediately came to mind for whatever reason. Um, I think we got second place only because there was this popular like punk band that were seniors or whatever. Yes. Yeah, but we won it the next year, of course. Of course, good. Yeah. Glad that you finally got the recognition that you deserved. Exactly. Yeah, and as a little kid, I really like, I really loved drawing and painting and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Did you have like um, anything in particular that you were like very focused on, like trains or like dinosaurs or like uh, history? 
Um, yeah, let's see. Aquariums. Maybe Star Wars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and trees. And um, f I, f faces, actually. Like, and I still, like, that's the most common thing I go to if I'm drawing, like, profiles of faces. I like to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Could... <laughs> I'm like, you can make that into an album cover, I bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could. Um, which is, people are always like, oh, you should make that the album. You should make yeah. that. So, I'm yeah. I'm just doing that right now. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I, I have done, I'm trying to think. I've done album art on two of my records. Uh, one was is called "Bind Us Anew." It's a Star Cross Losers album, and and it was all like pasted together. The, the basically, I typed on a typewriter a bunch of times. "Bind Us Anew," "Bind Us Anew," "I to You," "You to I," "I to You," because that's what happens in the song, and then cut out the little strips and pasted them all over the cover. And then I was in this band called Tumbling Bones, which is why I moved to Maine. And I made the album cover for that, also out of ripped up paper, glued onto stuff. Okay, so you're also into collaging. I guess so, yeah. It's been, I'm a little out of practice, but um, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I like, I like doing that when I have a reason to. It's kind of hard with when you're always busy with music stuff to get around to visual art, but yeah. Cool. I think that's good context. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm going to pause this conversation really quick to pipe in here and let you know about our Patreon page. It is a page I share with my music career. It's patreon.com slash sadiebgz. But through Patreon, you can get access to the extended songwriter sessions version of Dear Balladeer. And in the songwriter sessions, we have extended conversations with each songwriter about their artistic process and writing songs and maybe some special insights into their music career and their journey becoming a musician etc etc so if that is of interest to you or if you don't want to listen to that but you do want to support the podcast head on over to patreon.com slash sadiebgz and we would be glad to have you as a part of the patreon community all right without further ado let's listen to the kyle morgan original so it goes Once again I reached the end of my rope And hopelessly I bend my bad knee And bow my hard head down And I whisper, Father, what now? And wouldn't you like to know but honey, that's the only way to grow Reaching in the dark and 
Balladeer, I have a quandary that I'd love to hear the take from a songwriter. Moving on, I have the toughest time moving on sometimes. If I have an issue that takes up too much real estate in my mind, I have a tough time placing it in my review mirror and forgetting about it. How do you deal with those kinds of issues? Sometimes I feel like I just can't forget about a major thing, hence I'd be doomed to repeat them. Also, I can't just wade into the soup of the issue and live there. Nothing gets better and I never move on. So maybe songs about moving on. Yes. All right. So what do you got to say, Kyle? Well, uh, so when I read the question, it, it's, it kind of felt like my, you know, my, my entire life because <laughs> um, it, it, kind of like what OCD is, is the inability to move on from some, like some event, it could be as trivial as, um, you know, you, you touched the floor and you're, you're, you're freaked out that you got a disease. And so you can't let go of that and you're replaying it over and over again. Um, and I mean, that's a very small example. Um, but throughout my life, I, it's been like one series of these things after another, like 
this like terror that like that something something is wrong something's very wrong and i need to do something to fix it but it will always be wrong and so it's almost as if the the um the mechanism by which our brains move on turn the page and is broken mm. and i um and so i've had to um really figure out a strategy for this so i so when i read that i was like oh i, I do have something to say about that um yeah so and this is again very much coming from the lens of OCD, but I think it it it's almost like a exaggerated version of this problem that everybody has, right? Um, and so, eventually, after years and years, have kind of come to is that say when when you aren't able to move on from something, you, there's something you're afraid of. Um, you're afraid that if you let go of this, whatever it is, something bad will happen, or you will be neglecting something. You'll be neglecting to fix something or take care of something, um, whatever it may be. And um, there comes a point where you you really, well, for me, where I have to just say, well, maybe the worst thing is possible. Maybe that's going to happen, but I, regardless, I'm moving on from it. Um, and I don't, <laughs> as I'm saying this, I don't know how applicable it is to real life, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should find a more explicit example of something. I mean, we can do that. And also if it is your real life, then it's probably applicable to real that's life. That's true yeah um so you said that you've like built up strategies yeah for um being able to move on when you still think that something's going to be wrong and it's going to be yeah wrong right anyway. so like what are some of those strategies that have been helpful for you the basic predicament for me as someone with ocd has been I, either I've done something that I perceive as wrong and like, is like, it's like this feeling of irreconcilable, like something that I've ruined and like the, and if, yeah. And it's like, I can't like let go of it because I, then I'm neglecting this thing that's wrong that maybe I need to fix, but I don't know. And, and at the same time, there's a knowledge that there's nothing I can do about it. And I like I should just move on. Um, so I am um, what what really helped me was actually this therapist who um, was a specialist in OCD who had OCD himself and who talked he, he he talked about like basically what you in order to stop you know so he's talking about ruminating 
and like the the it's a kind of internal ocd which is like you're you're thinking just it's all in your head you're thinking about it again and again and again and like going over whatever and so <laughs> the reason the way to the only way to stop is to stop and and so like as i was saying before like there's some fear associated usually it's like associated with some core fear uh like what if i am bad what if i i don't know am unloved or whatever it is for for each person and you're afraid this this thing is going to even if you're not conscious of it you're afraid this thing could happen um and so really what what i've had to do is be like well m maybe that will happen but i cannot live this way and i am choosing i guess it's it's about restoring agency and and having faith that you have the ability to do that you did you say like i am my own person i am in control well not, i'm in control of my mind i can choose that i am not you know a victim of whatever this thing is i have the ability you know and i mean of course it depends on the specific scenario um but that's kind of the gist of it yeah i think the agency bit is a big one and yeah like, and i'm just i'm curious like what the what the letter writer if they're listening to this yeah <laughs> like, yeah okay cool <laughs> so but yeah but it does seem like they are also like um really in their head about this yeah they say like sometimes they can't forget about the major thing or they'll be doomed to repeat it and like but then also they can't wade into the soup of yeah live there like that's kind of like right. what you're saying exactly you're you're better really caught right um also yeah it 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 brings to mind you know like mindfulness uh practices is just like practicing accepting what is what is showing up for you regardless of what you wish were there or wasn't there like really just in a deep way accepting okay this thing is bothering me and if i engage with it 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 might bother me more if I try to ignore it, it's there waiting. It's it's just hovering, you know, around my head, waiting for me, and it's it's preoccupying me from living my life. And so you, the the task would just be like, okay, that's 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 what life is like right now. This is how life is showing up for me. It I don't like the way it feels, but that's how it is. Um, and I think the the more the more you're able to practice doing that, the more comfortable you you are with its presence. And it's not that it goes away necessarily, it's that it it's not so much of a concern anymore, um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it, it reminds me of like, 
I was listening to a podcast this weekend and I think it was someone who started a meditation app. So of course he's talking about meditation. Um, mm -hmm. But like, yeah, that it's, it's not that you're trying to get rid of the thoughts. You're just trying to be able to like have agency and noticing yeah. them and separating yourself from your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I've, I've spent time, I spent some time <laughs> meditating, <laughs> um, like for a while. So in like 2020, I'm, uh, I, I decided to go off medication and, uh, at first it was fine, but then there was a pandemic and, um, <laughs> basically the, the, it was the real life, uh, actualization of my, you know, worst fears, like this contagious disease and <laughs> I'm going to give it to everybody. It's basically the gist of that. But, um, and so it was really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was really bad. And, um, why would I start to say this exactly? Meditation. Meditation. So yeah, around then I, I was really like, okay, 20 minutes a day I was doing it and it is good. But there, then I, I came to a point where I was like, I, I, I can, I'm not, hmm, I can't continue living with this, uh, intention that I need to change myself or be better. Um, like, and that, even though, you know, I was aware all the wisdom teachers say you can't, you're, the point of it isn't to be aspirational, you know, you're not like hoping for enlightenment or freedom or what, like you're, you're just being with the present moment, even though I knew all that, um, I think I was still coming to it with like this, this is what I should do. It'll help fix me, you know? And I kind of like came to a point where it's like, I, I totally have to give up. Like, it's like a complete surrender in. And so I stopped meditating and, uh, and I haven't really since, um, and I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I think it, it was a good thing. I think it's, I don't know. It, again, the agency is important to remember, like, it's very easy to like be like, oh, these are the things I should be doing in order to be well, to take care of myself. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's not for you. We're all different, you know? And I think learning to trust yourself um, is important there. I'm just, man, <laughs> I don't think I'm a good contestant for Dear Balladeer all over no, the place. I mean, I think that you're saying like i think the beauty of podcasts is just like listening to people talk about their own experiences and like true even if it doesn't directly apply to you like mm -hmm. um i don't know you're not saying anything that's like so like distant from humanity that like yeah. no one's gonna be able to learn anything from what you say like right, it, right. it'll be fine <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> I mean, I think maybe this is why I uh, leave it to songs usually yeah. to speak for themselves or like, 
yeah that's how i communicate so well we can start talking about the song if you want okay can you tell me a little bit about like what the context was for or i mean context if if you're willing to divulge and if you're not Mm -hmm. then just like feelings surrounding it and yeah how that might pertain to moving on sure basically it comes out of everything i've been talking about like a, a particularly like crisis moment of this feeling really trapped by thoughts rumination thoughts and it preventing you from being able to inhabit your own life to enjoy to feel joy to feel present etc um so it's kind of i it's kind of comes from the kind of you know the lowest point of that in, in a sense and it's kind of like um again it's 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 attempting at some kind of acceptance of just what is going on um and um kind of letting go of the idea that it's all that it's wrong um because it's it is it just is what life is is it um and uh yeah it comes from a place where I, I I don't necessarily feel as connected to I think anymore. I do in a certain sense, but but like I said about how I kind of like gave up. Uh, it feels a little. It feels a little simplistic. It feels a little like ah, like so it goes like. Um, but I know like a lot of people really love it. <laughs> so that, so like, I think it's an important song. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I definitely identify with writing songs that then later I'm like, I do not feel this way anymore. Yeah. Or like, this doesn't feel as true as it could because I don't have the context that I now have or like, yeah. Um, like I think it's very true. I think it it's connected to a very deep truth. Um, it's not that I don't think it's true. It's it's more like it's not necessarily a perspective that serves me now. I think, but for maybe it will again, and for lots of people, it probably will. It did then, but really, my my feelings on it are kind of irrelevant. I suppose. Well, except that I'm <laughs> you for your feelings about it. <laughs> right. Right. So they're not irrelevant to the the question. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What else think about? All right. What else? Um like when I listen to this song and I'm trying to figure out like what do I think this song is about? Mm-hmm. it like seems like it is like sort of romantic and a, like someone else is in love with you and you're not in love with them hmm. so not the same way is that there oh. or am I just imagining that 
Um, like when we're talking about like I ain't scared by lack of flair. It just wouldn't be real without the kid. Yeah. I know what you mean by love, but it just ain't what I'm thinking of. Hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, no, it's not exactly that. It. Um. It's more like having this ideal of what love should look like and feel or feel like, and how and how you wish it felt, but in a kind of coming to it understand and accept that that may not be how you experience it mm. and that that's okay it it is it can be however it is for you like it like in my case like i've said i've been talking about like with ocg and like anxiety like it's it's i feel like it's prevented me from a lot of kind of the from from i don't know from like feeling like in love like that even feeling like being able to be swept away in that feeling for instance so and i really grieved that for a long time um that i that i couldn't that that was kind of taken by this thing um and i think this song is kind of like a moment of being like well okay that's how it is and that's okay does yeah, that make any like, sense yeah yeah and like accepting and moving on yeah that's kind of why i like to ask people about their songs because and also why i like sending a question out to people and then having them respond to me because mm -hmm. whatever i'm projecting the song is about is like usually not what it's about yeah and it's funny you, you bring that up because I, I i often do have a kind of a slight like not discomfort but like oh this doesn't quite exactly express like i i can see why you think that um and superficially that may be kind of i don't know yeah it's, it's just interesting yeah and i think it's also like i'm wanting i'm trying to figure out like the way in which someone feels like their song fits the prompt mm -hmm, yeah so trying to like pick up clues and stuff yeah sure and oh yeah so it's and this is just helpful that your lyrics are on spotify so i can look at them uh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah i mean i i think like in a similar way to like the therapist saying that you just kind of have to stop and that's the only way to stop like mm -hmm. but this song reflects that in a like that even though and so it goes might seem like a platitude that's like devoid of meaning because it's so common or something like it also is just like maybe there's a parallel there where it's still useful to hear even if it is a simple idea mm -hmm. yeah i think it, it it is also just like acknowledging that pain is a part of life it's a, it, and there's no way to avoid that um 
in a sense it's necessary because it's it just is um so it's not something to try to avoid or run from or prevent cool well <laughs> all right listener there you have it yeah and I, I guess like this is how a conversation works for me in real life anyway it's kind of just like uh, uh and kind of all over the place so well, I, also, I, I didn't send you any questions in advance and i apologize for that no i realized that some people like that could be really helpful and that i tend towards being like oh i just want to like capture the in the moment whatever but oh, yeah and that's what i was of people being uncomfortable or not like having thought yeah. exactly what they want to say so yeah i think there's but i was approaching it the same like Oh, we just have a conversation. But then I forgot that I'm I can be a very awkward conversationalist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the first twenty minutes of us talking went incredibly smooth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think that um it seems like it is just like when I put you on the spot to talk about very personal things. Yeah, I like the point of it, though. The point of this <laughs> moving on. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But well, uh, I mean, also say, like, I think that, like, it's nice to have a real representation of what conversation yeah. is like. <laughs> totally, yeah. I don't know. It makes me think again about um, identity and I and and how, in general, my my feeling in life is one of complete confusion and bafflement. Like, I don't know what, why I'm doing anything that I'm doing. I don't know why I'm writing songs. I, so like sometimes talking about it is like, uh, I don't know, you know? <laughs> and so you kind of have to like choose and have faith in what, ha what matters, what has meaning. And some people I think do that more naturally than others and it's a really difficult thing for me so i think it's sometimes communicating things is difficult and that's why i, I it makes me think of this uh someone told me about an interview with leonard cohen where he like read a poem and the interviewer was like so can you so can you tell me like what that mean they're like you know explain the origin and and he just looked at them and read the poem again <laughs> uh and that that that's sometimes how i feel like well this is this is it you know and that's fair too you know yeah. like that's fine yeah yeah well, <laughs> um i mean i really love your music and like for for those of you listening at home, Kyle made a C, a burned a CD for me because he didn't have oh, yeah. his most recent CD or like the rec. It was on vinyl, but not yeah. on CD. And I was like, I need this for my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and since then I've gotten in a car with a CD player, so I, I really understand. Really, yeah, yeah. But so I nice. like I really really love that album and like. I was just canoeing with our friends, Gene and Liam. Oh, yeah. We were talking about your music, and I was telling them that I, like, 
went to bed to that album a few times. Like, I like turned it on, then was just like, yeah, <laughs> and like in your car. No, that was uh, <laughs> that was in a bed. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that I I do like I do think that your music speaks for itself in a way that like even if you have different intent for what the meaning is like mm -hmm. it does stand on its own yeah well cool yeah thanks well thank you for being so generous to be on the podcast kyle i sure i had a great time and i recognize that we like haven't barely spent any time like i met yeah. kyle at a party and we had a short conversation and that's yeah. our only interaction besides like emails about yeah. your ballad here mm -hmm. and um and it's been fun hanging out with you and i like had a good time okay good me too <laughs> <laughs> for the people that want to listen to your music where can you yeah. find it you can find it on spotify um under kyle morgan and under star-crossed losers um it's under all of it is under both there but you can find it on bandcamp kylemorganmusic.com pretty much anywhere you know Great. yeah thank you so much for listening to this episode of the dear balladeer podcast if you enjoyed what you listened to, feel free to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen to your podcasts. If you really liked it, consider becoming a member of our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash sadiebgz. And the patron, patrons, the patrons receive a special extended version of each episode called the Songwriter Sessions, where we talk with each songwriter more about their artistic process the way they write songs, etc., etc. So if you are interested in that, head over to patreon.com slash sadiebgz.